We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast is presented to you by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Make sure you check them out again this Sunday. They are running a half a million dollar GPP. That's right, 500K on a $10 entry, 150 entry max. So if you like mass multi-entry, you can find it on Yahoo this week. And my favorite thing, a very flat payout structure. More people are going to win in this GPP than most others. So check it out. It's Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com, talking everything week three on the main slate. I am Chris Beermakers fan, Prince, joined as always by my boys, my fellow OGs, Notorious and Head Chopper. Noto, we'll start with you, buddy. How's things? How did week two treat you? We know we, none of us won a million this week, so we don't, have the, we don't have that to go off of, but how was week two? Yeah, interesting week for me. Uh, all the sharp people around the industry just got crushed uh, with all the with all the injuries out there, and um, you know with the Patriots defense going nuts. But I managed to scrape out a profit, uh, even though I didn't have any pads D. Just uh, loaded up on the Chiefs, and that kind of helped uh, with that. So uh, two profitable weeks in the book. Uh, still working my way up to that million, but uh, maybe we'll get there by the season end. There we go. Got a bunch of weeks to go. So we're only in week three is the good part of that. So glad to hear that you'd scraped out a profit. It was a rough week for me. Uh, Chop, week two, brother. We know it wasn't another million-dollar week. How did week two treat you? Yeah, not particularly not particularly good at all. Uh, you know, like you said, and like everybody was everybody's crying about on Sunday, you know, the defense not having the Patriots completely sunk you, so – I didn't have a lot of – I mean, I had some, but I don't like to load up on a defense. So, didn't have that. Had a lot of, like you were saying, pre-show. We had a lot of Camara. Those those things just don't mix. It happens some weeks. So, you just got to kind of lick your wounds and bounce back that next week, man. Yeah, for sure. I think Pittsburgh was the other one. I was very high on the bounce-back spot at home against Seattle. 
Uh, Big Ben gets hurt. You know, that those things are going to happen. But the offense didn't look good while he was in there either. So uh, just uh, I, I, that's a team you, you have to worry about uh, moving forward. So uh, just too many mistakes. Had some Patriots defense. But uh, all in all, a, a rough week. You, you, you get off off the mat, you dust yourself off, and you move on to week three. And that's what we're here to do. Covering the main slate, as always. Again, if you're looking for Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football, we'll have you covered over at Roto Grinders with all those. You know, Chop and Big T do a great job uh, on those videos for those showdown slates. So if you're looking for that content, get over to Roto Grinders. We're going to hit on the main slate here uh, and focus on some of these big tournaments. So, as always, big money out there on DraftKings, on FanDuel. Uh, fantasy draft running it back, $750,000 tournament over there. So lots of money to be won. So we'll cover the plays. We'll cover the spreads and totals as well, guys. Let's start with Cincinnati and Buffalo, our first game here. Uh, Bengals got got just run out of their own their own building by the, by the 49ers. You know, I think that's going to be a defense we're going to want to attack, and I certainly want to do that here this week with a Josh Allen, with a John Brown. The question is, Derek, do we dare play 900-year-old Frank Gore? You know, saw a bunch of touches, <laughs> scored a touchdown. We don't know the status of Devin Singletary yet, but it could be down to, to Gore and TJ Yeldon. So thoughts there in a home tilt with a bad Bengals defense. Yeah, as for Gore, I mean, at a price of 4400 he's at least going to be interesting if Singletary doesn't end up suiting up. Uh, Gore played 70% of the snaps last week, uh, and – he should get the goal line work uh, in a pretty good matchup against the Bengals. So I wouldn't rule him out, but um, unlike the first two weeks, I think it's a really good week to pay up a running back, uh, kind of get back to team jam them in, which we've been doing for so many years. Um, so I have more interest into the passing game. You know, Allen's still too cheap on DraftKings, only 5,900. He scored 20 and 22 fantasy points the first two weeks, and uh, he's probably left some points on the field as well. Uh, really good matchup against Cincinnati. You can pair him up with John Brown. He finished with uh, seven for 72 last week, and Allen missed him on a long touchdown. Uh, we like the efficiency that we've seen from him. We like the consistency that we've seen from him. And uh, he's still too cheap on DraftKings as well. Uh, he's only 5,500 over there, 5,900 on FanDuel, which is really good price point. So I like pairing up Allen and Brown. Um, I'm not going to be buying into Beasley. I know he had the big game, but uh, he had a 50-yard catch. I don't think that's going to be a sustainable week in, week out. And then probably have a share or two of, Frank Gore, if Singletary ends up missing the game. Uh, for Cincinnati, it's pretty ugly. Tough spot on the road against a very good Bills defense. Uh, you mentioned they couldn't get anything going against the Niners. I saw a stat today that uh, their yards before contact for the running backs is actually negative. Uh, they're the only team in the NFL, and it's not even close. Um, so Mixon didn't look healthy last week. Don't want any part of him. I suppose you could look to Boyd and Ross. I mean, they're going to be trailing in this one. They're probably going to be forced to air it out. You know, Ross has been very good. Uh, he did catch that 66-yarder, you know, late in the game, so I wouldn't, you know, put a ton of stock into his box score. But uh, he's got some deep play uh, potential. Boyd's going to get a lot of those shorter targets that are good for, you know, PPR. But for the most part, I just have more interest in the Bills. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, Cincinnati been a good story. That Likely playing from behind. Uh, Ross still looks probably too cheap. Chop, 5,100 on DraftKings compared to 6,500 for Boyd. So uh, how high are you on Josh Allen? John Brown, uh, the Frank Gore question, are we even going there this week? I tend to be more with Derek. I think there's too many other running backs to go with. And then interest level on the Cincinnati side of things. Uh, I'll start with Cincinnati. I, I don't, I don't want to play Cincinnati. I didn't, I didn't play John Ross 
in this last spot at home and uh, sat back and cried while the donkeys got <laughs> paid off there the, <laughs> the last drive of the game when he catches that. I don't, I don't think he's a particularly good, good wide receiver, so I'm, I'm going to not play John Ross more than I'm going to play him. So I'm not going to play him. Bengals are weird because they laid an egg against the Niners at home, but the week before they looked like they actually went up to Seattle and put up a bunch of points. I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about them, but I don't want to take them against Buffalo. Buffalo looks Buffalo looks good. You know, Josh Allen's always a threat to break the slate as a quarterback. He's just he's you know got that much upside, but with that upside, he also has downside. He's fine. John Browns can catch a bomb. Frank Gore, if Singletary's ruled out, I actually want to look at Frank Gore for like, I don't play much cash games, but I'd say he would be a cash game play at this price tag because I think the running back in this offense, whoever it is, if he gets most of the snaps, the running back in this offense could be pretty good. So Frank Gore could get into the end zone a couple times uh, if Singletary's out. So I don't mind Frank Gore. And then if you really need to punt your tight end, Dawson Knox is not a terrible play. Now, you know, in tournaments, you probably want to look for the Kelseys and the Kittles. But, you know, for cash games, a lot of people will say, you know, you should probably save that tight end unless there's a really, like, Kelsey or Kittle or one of the elites is underpriced. If not, then you save that tight end. Well, this guy's dirt minimum on DraftKings. Dawson Knox, he's going to get a few looks from Josh Allen. All right, let's take a look at the spread. We got Buffalo minus six at home, total of 44. Chop, any thoughts on either of those? Give me Buffalo. They better win by a touchdown. Come on now. Yeah, I think I'm, a, I'm with you. There is some juice on Cincinnati at that plus six, but I think Buffalo's look good going home. I think they should be able to handle the Bengals. Derek, thoughts, minus six or 44 on either of these? Yeah, I mean, that should be a good spot for the Bills. You know, they're 2-0 and next week. They got the Patriots, so both teams could be undefeated in that uh, division rivalry. But uh, maybe this is a trap game. You know, maybe they're looking forward to next week. They think they can just uh, take over the Bills. I'll still take – or the Bengals. I'll still take the Bills, but I don't feel great about it. All right, next game for us, we have one of those massive spreads. If you haven't looked into things this week yet, uh, Dallas at home here against Miami. 21-and-a-half-point favorites here, and I don't think this line is done. I think we could get up to uh, 23, potentially 24 by the time we get uh, to Sunday here. So, Chop, we'll start with you. You're, you're the Dallas guy. Tough blow, uh, losing Michael Gallup, obviously, but home favorites against a, just a bad, bad team. I mean, they've been terrible. I mean, two, two bad losses to Baltimore uh, and New England here, so – what do we do at Dallas? One side of the coin is you load up on uh, Dak, the, the passing game. Uh, you load up on a Zeke. Or do you just worry that they just hammer this team uh, and then go into cruise control? And even that, you may get your value out of these guys in a half and three quarters. So I think this is a pivotal spot. Obviously, we want to play Dallas. What's the right course of action here against the Dolphins? Well, the number one play – in this game clearly has to be the Dallas defense, right? I mean, the pay, I mean, the dolphins are just terrible on all. I mean, they're tanking so hard. I just, I, we said it last week, but we knew what was going to happen, but yet we didn't really load up on the Patriots. Like we should have, this team is terrible. They put a bad product on the field on purpose. I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, there's only so much of that you could watch last week, but if you stay tuned in the second half, you saw Kalen Balaj out there trying to, trying to catch passes by ducking and just like it was just terrible, man. So they're really not trying at all. Dallas defense, it'd be hard-pressed to not see them having a, a fantastic game here. 
on offense, yeah, I think you I think you go with the the main suspects, the the Dak, Elliott, Cooper, with uh, Gallup out now for several weeks. I wouldn't mind having a share of Devin Smith, but I don't expect any more than four four targets for him. But that one of those could be a seventy yard to the house. So I, I'll go that route. And uh, yeah, I just think you take, but I don't. I don't think there's going to be world beaters on offense because, like you said, they don't have to be. So, I think the defense is the way to go, and you try to get you a long touchdown on one of those receivers. And otherwise, uh, I think you can. I think you can fade Miami. But with that being said, if you're going to take somebody, Preston Williams at least is cheap, and he's getting some targets, and they will pass. They're going to have to pass for four quarters. So. If you had to f- twist my arm on Miami, I would say Preston Williams might be a fair fair play. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. We'll, we'll see if Albert Wilson's going to play or not. But, I mean, generally you stack a team, you want to run it back. It's just hard to get excited about any of these Miami guys. Like you said, Balazs just ducking out of the way on a target. I mean, what that? if you didn't see that, go watch it. And then the one bounces off his hands. New England walks into the end zone. So th- this team could be historically bad. Derek, what are you doing here? Is it Dak in the passing game? Is it Zeke? Uh, is it just simply play the Dallas defense? I like the Devin Smith call and anything to run it back with the Miami side. Yeah, I don't think I've ever paid over 4K for a defense uh, on DraftKings, but I might have to break that rule this week. 4,300, but uh, they could easily be, you know, 20-plus fantasy points in this spot. Uh, you know, we know they have a good defense, and obviously the Dolphins aren't trying. Um, as far as their offense – I mean, look, the Dolphins have given up over 1,000 yards. They've given up over 100 points so far this season. Um, even if the starters only play three quarters, you got to think they're going to put up 30-plus points. And if that's the case, there's going to be a lot of uh, fantasy goodness to go around. Um, probably won't be paying up for Ramari Cooper, but I do like the Devin Smith call. Um, he's only 3,400 on DK. i got to think Zeke is uh, in a really good spot. Uh, got a full workload of snaps and touches last week uh, 76% of the snaps 25 touches um, in their win last week and then obviously uh, you can pair them up with the defense for that correlation so I uh, don't mind uh, some pieces for the Cowboys I do think you're probably going to need somebody from their offense and just don't know who to bring it back with like you guys mentioned uh, Preston Williams you know was pretty good last week but uh, Devontae Parker I think he was shadowed by Stephen Gilmore so um, you know maybe he gets going a little bit in this one but uh, unless Fitzpatrick gets benched for Rosen, then I don't really have a ton of interest in the Dolphins. All right, Derek, 21 and a half points. Uh, are, do you dare take the Dolphins in the points? Do you dare lay that many points with the Cowboys? 47 and a half the total here. Uh, any strong leans either way? I know it's only been two weeks, but it looks like no spread is too high this season. I mean, these teams uh, that have no interest in winning, uh, I'll take the points. I don't feel good about it, but I'll take the points. I, I'm going with Dallas here. I, I don't Sorry, see that's Miami, what I meant, yeah. Yeah, I don't see Miami going in and scoring at 17, 24 points here. And I, I think Dallas easily gets to, to 35, 40 points and does whatever they want to do here. So uh, some may say you're crazy, take the points. That has not worked so far with the Dolphins. I'm going to go with Dallas here. Chop, 21 and a half. What, what are you doing with that? Or 47 and a half on the total? Well, I wanted to get – get all cute with it and take the under, you know, thinking Miami, uh, everybody will go with Dallas and Miami's not going to score very much, but I just, I got to go with Dallas just because, uh, this new, you know, new offensive coordinator is just lighting things on, uh, just lighting things up on that team. And so, uh, I don't see them being stopped. I think they could actually hit that 47 themselves, 47 and 48 themselves if, uh, if they really wanted to. So I'm going to take Dallas. 
All right, let's move to our next game. Denver traveling to Green Bay. Packers minus eight at home, 42 and a half the total here. So uh, Green Bay, 2-0, and been getting it done. Uh, started off hot, kind of slowed down there uh, towards the second half. Really, really didn't do much of anything after a 21-0 lead. Uh, the worry here, Aaron Rodgers. You know, I don't know if he's 100% healthy here. This looks like a good spot. I think the story here, though, Derek, is Aaron Jones. You know, look great against a good Minnesota defense, now gets Denver, who hasn't been great against the run. Uh, so that would probably be my preferred route here. Some of the receivers are cheap. Uh, we saw Allison come to life. Uh, MBS is only 4,300 on DraftKings. So you could certainly go that way. Adams is always in play. I think Aaron Jones, my favorite play here, paired with the Green Bay defense. What says you, Derek? To be honest, I don't have a ton of interest in this game as a whole. Uh, both these teams want to run the ball. They're both going to be fairly slow-paced. I don't mind the Jones call, but uh, we've seen a lot of Jamal Williams so far. It's basically been a 60-40 time split. Uh, we know Williams is a much better pass protector of the two. So, I mean, they are big favorites, which does help Jones, but uh, it does worry me a little bit. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams is always going to be viable in tournaments. Um, played pretty well against Rose last week. Slightly better cornerback matchup this week. He'll get Harris for the Broncos, but... I mean, the Broncos have a ton of talent on defense, and they have a good uh, defensive-minded coach. So I do think uh, they will start picking it up on that side of the ball. Um, MVS is probably going to be my preferred cheap option uh, you know, when it comes to these receivers. It's only 4,300, 4, 12 targets through two weeks, 87% of the snaps. But overall, not a ton of interest there. And then the Broncos, I mean, they've struggled so far against Oakland. They struggled against the Bears. Um, they will be trailing here. So if you want to look at you know, Emmanuel Sanders, he's still only 4,800 on DraftKings. Um, Sutton's a guy that, you know, a little bit more of a deep uh, option there at 4,500. So they feel a little underpriced in a game where they could be airing it out. But uh, I kind of expect in the low scoring, um, you know, Packers defense type of game here. Yeah, I think Green Bay's fine, really, really slowing it down. And one thing to keep an eye on, you know, Devontae Adams, I was high on against Xavier Rhodes last week. He, he did okay. You know, got the job done at the end of the day. As far as Denver goes, looks like Chris Harris is not just going to be a slot corner anymore. Followed Allen Robinson around everywhere he went. So you could see the same thing here against Devontae Adams. So I, I'm going to tend to go with the cheaper receivers here. I agree. Uh, MVS will be the guy nobody wants to play uh, coming off of last week. So if I do go Packers receivers, I, I think Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, intriguing. Chop, your thoughts here. Packers, big home favorites. What way do you lean Aaron Jones, the passing game, none of the above. And what do we do at Denver? Emmanuel Sanders has looked great. The rest of that team has kind of been a mess. Yeah, with uh, Green Bay, I, I was, uh, you know, encouraged for sure at what they did last week uh, against Minnesota. That's a tough defense. And they found, a, they found a way, Aaron Rodgers found a way to get the ball downfield. He had guys breaking open. So I don't see any reason why they can't have some success this week again against Denver. Denver's probably got to be – a little bit heartbroken after the way they lost that game on Sunday. So uh, I think they'll get on the road and, and they'll have a harder time. They'll have a hard time here against Green Bay. I kind of like the passing game here. And I'm going to, I'm going to buck that trend and go Devonte Adams. I know he's going to, I mean, I've just never seen anybody really shut the guy down. I know he had a rough first week, but with a new offense and all that other stuff, I'll give him benefit of the doubt. He just always seems to get loose at some point. So I like me some Devonte Adams this week. Um, Denver, my preferred play on that team would probably be Philip Lindsay, who's going to be in there more catching balls when they get behind, and I'm pretty sure they'll be behind in this game. They're certainly not going to pound Royce Freeman into this defensive line. That's a futile effort. So 
I think Lindsey. Lindsey would be my preferred Denver play to run it back with, but I don't mind that Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams connection. All right, minus eight or 42 and a half, Chop. You taking either of those? No, I'm, I'm staying away from both those. Those are really – those are tough numbers right there. Yeah, over that touchdown, you know, minus seven, I'm probably locking in Green Bay, minus eight, uh, maybe a little bit too high there, but also don't want to take Denver in the points <laughs> here. So, uh, maybe an under game. Uh, 42 and a half, kind of a lower number, but uh, I, I could see a 21-10, 21-13 type game here. Uh, so we'll see. That being said, I should take Green Bay in the spread, but I think under for me. Derek, any thoughts? Minus eight or 42 and a half? I think I'd lean the under as well. It looks like it's kind of getting bet that way too. All right, let's move on to our next one inside the dome in Indianapolis. We have the Falcons and the Colts, two dome teams. Falcons coming off an emotional home win against Philly, went right down to the wire in that one. The Colts coming back home. So, Derek, let's go to you here. Which dome team are we rostering in this one? Are we favoring the Falcons or are you like the Colts here at home? Anytime we get these low spreads uh, in the dome, I think uh, there's a potential for shootouts. So I do like this game a little bit. Uh, as for the Colts, I think you want to target their running game. I know Brissett had three touchdowns, but he only threw for 146 yards. Uh, Colts are uh, currently fourth in run play percentage this season, and uh, they have one of the best offensive lines in football. So expect Mac to get a bunch of uh, rushing attempts here. He's already racked up 45 in the first two games, also has three targets, and he's only 5,800. So I think you kind of get a workhorse back at a discounted price point. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's been very good so far, and he's always uh, in play in Indy, but I think the touchdown rate is going to come down a little bit moving forward, especially in a low-volume passing attack. And after him, uh, Deion Kane saw the most stat snaps uh, with Paris Campbell catching the touchdown, but he only played like 25% of the snaps. So I would uh, take a shot on Kane in large field tournaments at the men's salary on DraftKings, but uh, really nothing to like for me outside of Mac. And then on the other side, just continue to play Julio. Uh, he's caught a touchdown in six straight games. He already has 21 targets through the first two games. Uh, I know Ridley had the big game on Sunday night, but I kind of hate targeting guys that, you know, we don't really expect to have big games and they have a big outing and his ownership goes up, his price goes up. So uh, I don't really want to hop on that. I would much rather play Julio here. And I'll be avoiding the running backs. They're pretty much stuck in no time share. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Freeman got a little bit more of the work last week, but opportunity cost of the position is just so high that I can't make a case for Freeman or Smith. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, the Colts' run D has been pretty solid. Falcons, neither guys look great. So, uh, tough to get excited there. I'm fine with Julio or Ridley. You get a $2,000 discount uh, on Ridley. So, either guy to me is in play. Chop, your thoughts here, Falcons and Colts. So, I mean, he, Derek hit on the, uh, you know, the, the basic stuff right there. So, uh, I'm not going to echo him. So, I'll just throw some guys in there that I think could be interesting for the Falcons. Yeah, of course, Julio's a badass. But uh, Colts keep everything in front of them. That's their defensive philosophy. So, maybe this is a big Sanu week. Maybe he, he already gets peppered with a decent amount of targets and plays a decent amount of snaps. So, maybe a short passing game really suits him this week. Maybe we get a big game out of Sanu. Uh, but obviously Julio's, you know, the guy you really want to go, but for 3.9, maybe Sanu. And on the flip side, Mac is obviously good. Uh, I like T.Y. a lot this week. I think, I mean, he's catching touchdowns on good defenses. So now he's back home finally, and it's probably the weakest defense they faced. Oh man, I could just see this guy getting a play action and beating somebody for 70 yards. I love T.Y. this week. With Funches being out also, I think you can look to old Chester the Molester. Chester Rogers got a little handful of targets last week. I think 
I think I wouldn't mind Chester Rogers this week. So uh, I go something like that. Being back at home finally with Indianapolis, I think it's going to do wonders for this uh, this passing game. Any interest in Brissett's only 5,200 at home. Man, I have to really sit down and look at the quarterbacks and the pricing in depth. But uh, typically, he usually doesn't seem like a guy who has enough upside. But at 52, that's an interesting price. So I'll take a look at the prices when uh, and, and compare them to everybody else. But right offhand, I'm going to say not not quite enough upside for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's given you a pretty solid floor, 16, 18 so far through two games. So he's kind of getting there, you know, what you want to do in cash games. So he's an option. I just think there's better plays. So. Uh, agree with you there. Let's take a look at the line. We got Colts minus one at home, minus 120 on that one. So some juice on the Colts. Uh, total sitting at 47, Chop. Any strong leans in either of those? I think the Colts really were a Super Bowl contending team with Andrew Luck. And I think that we're seeing that now that this is a good, solid team, even with Brissett. So I think at home, I think they beat the Falcons. So Derek. I'm, I'm giving that points. Derek, minus one, 47. Strong thoughts? Yeah, I agree with Chop. I think they uh, control the line of scrimmage in this one, so I'll take the Colts. Yeah, the Colts have played well, so I'm with you guys. We'll do we'll do a clean sweep. You know, probably should have won that first week against the Chargers. So I, I think people are discounting them, and the Falcons seem to play better at home. Uh, coming off that emotional win, maybe they're drained here, and uh, the line seems a little bit too low. So a uh, clean sweep for the Colts. Next game, maybe the game of the week. I'm really excited about this one. Baltimore. Traveling to Kansas City, uh, the two offenses that are just winning people money are, are Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson led offenses here. Now they face off against each other here, Derek. So, which guy do we play? I, I know we're going to get into some cheaper quarterbacks, and, and we have a lot of injuries we haven't gotten to yet at the position. But uh, just looking at those two, seventy six and seven thousand, uh, the top two priced quarterbacks on DraftKings here, strong lean there. And then the rest of this game, I, I think it's fascinating. So what, what are your thoughts here on, on Ravens and Chiefs? Yeah, by far my favorite game of the week, uh, similar to the Chiefs and Raiders last week. I know Oakland uh, let us down a little bit, but I don't expect that to be the case this week. Uh, and the old uh, fantasy debate, do defenses matter? I don't think they do in this one. Uh, I expect the Chiefs to roll. Implied total over 30 points against an elite Baltimore defense. Uh, Mahomes, 549 air yards last week. That was a career high. They didn't even score a point in the second half. Um, it's hard not to play him here, even without Tyreek Hill. He still has plenty of weapons. We saw Demarcus Robinson uh, just have that breakout game. We saw Michael Hardman. He probably should have had a breakout game if uh, that uh, touchdown didn't get called back. And then you obviously have Travis Kelsey. So a uh, ton of options to pair him up with. Uh, the situation to monitor in terms of injuries, Damian Williams and Sean McCoy both questionable. Uh, if they end up being out, then you can play Darwin Thompson. Uh, it basically becomes a free square at that point. So a uh, lot to like for Kansas City. Uh, I think a lot to like on the Ravens as well. Uh, Lamar, after posting you know, 324 passing yards, five touchdowns in week one, bounces back with 272 and two touchdowns in week two with 120 rushing yards. We know they're going to have to score points to keep up with this Chiefs offense. I uh, like pairing them up with uh, Marquise Brown. You know, went from playing 13 snaps in week one to 13 targets in week two with 65% of the snaps. Uh, he's going to be the number one in this offense. and. Obviously, Mark Andrews uh, is a big play guy as well. So, love this game. I think you can stack uh, both sides, you know, take some shots with Mahomes uh, as your quarterback and take some shots with Lamar. Uh, I think it's going to be just a perfect game overall. Um, no issues with anyone, really. Yeah, I think a lot of guys are in play. You know, DraftKings priced Hardman and Robinson up over 5000 5200 uh, Marquise Brown up to 5900 
Let's not forget about Sammy Watkins. I think he's an interesting bounce-back candidate. Uh, we saw Robinson have the big game. Uh, we saw Hardman score, had another long touchdown uh, called back, or he would have had two touchdowns. Sammy still got 13 targets in that game, you know, only six for 49, but uh, he may be the forgotten guy here. And a quick note on FanDuel, Marquise Brown only 6,100, so cheaper than Hardman. Demarcus Robinson up to 6,700 on FanDuel. So Brown really stands out as a value on FanDuel. Chop, what's not in play in this game, Chiefs and Ravens? Everything's in play, and, and you and you just hit on a pricing on FanDuel that was uh, super low. If you look at Yahoo, he's actually priced up Marquise Brown, like in the elite range, man. Once you start creeping up to like 25 bucks, that's a big price tag over there, and he's, he's right around there. So they got him priced properly. Uh, yeah, everybody's in play. I'll just say that if you want, if I'm choosing one of these quarterbacks, it's Lamar Jackson, and it's not even close because you, I mean, there's a hundred yards rushing upside is just you just don't get that, and that's just too valuable. So I'm choosing Lamar over Mahomes. Um, if he's active, Damon Williams will be one of my favorite DraftKings running backs to take. He's already getting a lot of targets, and they certainly won't be able to run LaShawn McCoy into this defensive front. So he'll have a ton of checkdowns in this game. So prefer Jackson. I like Damon Williams quite a bit, and all these receivers and tight ends are, you know, just fire them up, man. Yeah, and we'll keep an eye on uh, the injuries there in the backfield for Kansas City. Uh, Williams, a knee contusion. I think he'll be okay. Uh, LaShawn McCoy went for an MRI in his ankle. No significant damage, so we'll see. If he's in there, if one of those guys is out, uh, Darwin Thompson enters the picture at just 3,000 uh, as a viable play. So, oh, man, the nerds would just have an orgasm, man. <laughs> Darwin, Darwin finally gets to see the field. <laughs> oh, people do love some Darwin Thompson. I, I love some Darwin, too, but you're right. People will go nuts on that oh. one. So let's take a look at the spread here. We got Kansas City at home, minus seven-point favorites here. Total of 55 here. Chop thoughts on either of those. Man, I just – there's no – I got to take the, the seven points here and go with Baltimore. Just, it seems like it's just way too tight of a game to give up a touchdown. Agreed. I, I think Baltimore wins this game. So, I will gladly take the seven with them. May even uh, dab a little bit on the money line. But uh, I think they go in and win here. Uh, total 55. I, I think both teams can score points. But uh, I feel better about the Baltimore plus seven and a little bit on the money line. Derek, thoughts here, spread or total, Chiefs and Ravens? Yeah, I feel pretty good about the Ravens plus seven. feel pretty good about the over. I think a lot of big plays going to be made in this one, so I agree with you guys. All right, moving right along. Next game, Raiders and Vikings. Raiders coming off that shellacking by the Chiefs. You know, look good in week one and uh, get destroyed in week two. So we'll see how they respond hitting the road here. Uh, Minnesota, tough loss. They fought back uh, in that game in the second half, just came up a little bit short. But in a good spot going home here. And how good has Dalvin Cook been? I mean, my good Green Bay's defense uh, looks really good, but Dalvin Cook, it did not matter. Had another big day here, still only 7,800. Derek, is he a must play here in week three? Yeah, my hope is that uh, everyone will see that big price jump and uh, have a little bit of a sticker shock. But yeah, one of my favorite running back plays uh, on the board. He's been a workhorse back, 70% of the snaps, 20 plus carries in both games uh, he's obviously going to have work in the passing game as well and you know it's just worth noting uh, Cousins only threw the ball 32 times last week and they were trailing the entire game against the Packers so they want to run uh, their first and run play percentage this season 
no reason to get off of Davin Cook, uh, you know, right now. You could easily pair him up with the Vikings defense. We know Derek Carr, I mean, he makes a lot of bad decisions, especially last week against the Chiefs. Uh, not a ton of interest in the passing game. You know, Thielen and Diggs, they'll have their big games here and there, but it's just such a low-volume passing attack that I just can't uh, make an argument to play them outside of big tournaments. And then for the Raiders, you know, Josh Jacobs just didn't have a ton of work. Uh, since they were playing from behind, we kind of talked about that a little bit last week. We were interested interested to see what he was going to do when the Raiders were trailing. Jalen Richard kind of came in and stole a lot of his work. Uh, Tyrell Williams, he's been dealing with the hip injuries, probably going to draw the coverage of Xavier Rhodes, so don't really want to play him in this spot. I think Darren Waller is the guy that I would look to. Uh, he's basically played every snap so far. Uh, he's had 15 targets already. We know the Vikings, the one position that they do struggle against a little bit is tight end. So uh, I like Waller, and then I'll bring it back with Davin Cook. Yeah, we got to keep an eye on those injuries. You mentioned Tyrell Williams, Josh Jacobs also dealing with a groin injury. So uh, if he were to be out, you got Washington and Richard, both at 3,000 on DraftKings could be some nice value there. Chop thoughts here, Raiders and Vikings. Uh, yeah, the Vikings. It, it, Derek stole my thunder. I was going to give you a stat, one of the few stats. I Dang it. Come up we, with we still want some, some chop stats. What do you got? Through, through two weeks, I find it hard to believe. Actually. Through two weeks, Kirk Cousins has only completed 22 passes. And, and like Derek said, that was with uh, – just trailing from the get-go last week, only completed to like he's this offense has totally taken Cousins, Thielen, and Diggs out of the equation, and you just I don't don't think you can play them, uh, especially not in a spot where they're at home against the Raiders. So they'll definitely run run the ball here. So uh, Dalvin Cook all the way in this game. I mean, God, man, if you really want to get cute with it, and you you really would be getting cute, but. You can think about Alexander Madison, who's, I think, the clear number two. He's super cheap. This game used to be a three-touchdown game. Maybe they maybe they give Dalvin's a few extra possessions off and Madison gets in there, and he's – I think he's just as good in the long run. So, uh, you can go that route. For the Raiders, the whole thing with Tyrell is going to swing me. If he plays, I'll play some Tyrell. If he's out, then I'll look for Grant or Renfro. But those aren't guys I want to touch if Tyrell plays. And Waller's fine. And uh, I think I'm avoiding the running backs this week. So that's where I sit with that. Yeah, I mean, Cook for me, uh, the Vikings passing game is interesting, but but tough to get too excited about that. And then Darren Waller for me uh, on the other side. We'll see what happens with those injuries. All right, Chop, minus eight and a half here for the Vikings at home. 43 and a half with some juice on the under. Uh, Any strong leans on either of those? Yeah, I'm going below out here. I think Vikings blow them out. Which, you know, they did week one against a, a Atlanta team that's better than the Raiders. You know, Minnesota generally very good at home, specifically on the defensive end of things. So uh, no strong take for me, but that would be my lean as well as the Vikings uh, minus eight and a half. Derek, uh, you like either of those, the line or the total? Yeah, the Raiders won their Super Bowl week one. I don't expect much from them uh, at any point moving forward. I like the Vikings minus eight and then – don't mind the under here. I think the Raiders are going to struggle to score, and we know the Vikings want to run the ball, so don't mind the under either. Yeah, West Coast team coming east, early 1 o'clock kickoff. We know that's had its issues in the past as well. So Vikings, clean sweep. Next game, another one of those massive spreads. You guys, 23 is where this line sits as of right now. New England at home against the Jets. We know Sam Darnold out with mono. Trevor Simeon announced out for the season today that that awful Leg injury last night. It looked nasty. So I uh, was not shocked to see him out for the year. Luke Falk, who, Chop, I know you're very familiar with. We'll get to you in a minute. But 
Do the Jets have any hope here, Derek? Can they do anything here? We saw Le'Veon Bell get his numbers. Outside of that, it was pretty ugly for the Jets. In New England, 23-point favorites. What route do we go this week? Is it more Antonio Brown? Is it Tony Michelle? Any strong leans on the Patriots here? Just too many weapons for us to play in DFS. Yeah, for the Jets, it's pretty ugly. Um, they have the lowest implied total since 2013 at 11 points this week. Um, Falk, I know he's obviously not that important. He's not even available on DraftKings. Um, so I don't really know what I want to do here. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, he's going to get a lot of dump-offs. Uh, I think he saw 10 targets last week, 21 carries as well. But it's just a spot where I don't want to trust this offense. They could get down early and easily pull their starters. Uh, you know, Anderson and Crowder both had, you know, some nice catches in the second half with Falk at quarterback. But I don't think I want to play anyone here, especially against a much improved Patriots defense. And then on the other side, I don't know what I want to trust there either. Um, Antonio Brown, it sounds like uh, league officials met with the second accuser for 10 hours today. Um, I don't know what you could talk about for 10 hours. But um, so that's a long time. We should see what happens with him moving forward. As long as he's active, uh, I don't think you can trust anyone in this passing game. You know, Brown only played 33% of the snaps, but they force-fed him the ball when he was in there. Then you got Gordon and Edelman. Uh, Brown's obviously going to cut into their target share. As far as the running backs go, it's hard to trust Michelle on a PPR site like DraftKings. Uh, he's had zero targets through two weeks, zero broken tackles as well. Uh, so I just don't really love anything in this game outside of the Patriots' defense. Have you guys seen the Antonio Brown fart video and, and <laughs> the guy that. that's uh, <laughs> suing him for $11,500 for like, what the hell is happening with Antonio Brown? Like the guy, it's just something different every single day. So my yeah. goodness. I mean, thank God I'm not getting charged for, for dropping farts on people. I just be broke. <laughs> we need that old million, man. Vegas. I dropped a couple farts on them elevators. Everyone would have been suing me. So my my kids, oh. uh, they'd, they'd clean me out, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. We'd be in the poorhouse. So yeah. unbelievable. So chops, same questions. I mean, New England can beat you in so many ways here. Any strong takes on anybody? I just think they could spread it out to so many guys. So uh, this game more of a hands-off for me. You could see some backups in here pretty quick. Uh, and Derek nailed it with the Jets. I mean, a couple good plays here and there, but hard to really get excited about anybody on that side of the ball either. Yeah, I'm – Completely in agreement. I can't uh, – this is a game I probably will have zero exposure to, and it just I just don't see it. Uh, the, the Patriots had put up a ton of points here this past week, and there was not one offensive player you would look at and go, yeah, I really would like to have that guy on my, on my team. No, they were all just spread out. And if you twisted my arm in this entire game, I would say James White. Is, is my guy on a PPR site like DraftKings. And other than that, too many weapons. They can go anywhere at any time, and, and they're going to blow them out. So, and the Jets are just totally off, off for me. I, I don't want any part of their passing game against this defense with that quarterback. Lev Bell, I mean, he's too, he's too expensive just to eat up eight or nine checkdowns. I need a little bit – I need to get in the end zone for that price tag, and I don't think he's getting in the end zone. So, I'm out on that, on that game pretty much. Yeah, and some people in, in a lot of weeks, this would be the way I would look at it, is, is just maybe just play Tom Brady and encompass everything. The problem is he's 6,600, and you have Lamar Jackson only 400 more. 
uh, Mahomes a thousand more and cheaper options. Dak, Deshaun Watson, uh, just I, I don't know that Brady's the answer either. Been good so far through two games, but uh, if anything, that would be the way I would go. But really hard to justify uh, paying sixty six for Brady when he can just go up and get Lamar Jackson at seven thousand. So let's get to the spread, guys. Twenty three again. I think this one could climb to twenty four here. Chop, you laying the 23 here or are you taking the points with the Jets? Uh, you know, it would be hard for me, it would be hard for me to imagine that the Jets keep this thing remotely close. I think their best possibility at hanging within this spread is a last two minute spread busting touchdown to drop it from 30 to 23 or something like that. So I'm gonna take the Patriots. I feel better about the Cowboys blowing out Miami yeah. than I do about this yeah. one. I, I agree that I, I think the Jets can at least hang here. At least you have a Le'Veon Bell, a, a Robbie Anderson, guys that can play where Miami, you, you just, they don't have anybody. So I, I could see the Jets keeping it close enough where even if New England's up 28, uh, they score late, like you said. So not that I want to take the Jets with the points. I, I just don't know about laying the 23 here with New England. Uh, 44, I'd probably go the over. New England could do that on their own. Uh, and the Jets could, could at least score 10, something in that case. So probably the over for me, uh, the way it would go. Derek, any strong picks here? Minus 23 or 44 on the total. Do you guys remember what the Patriots total was last week? I remember we said that we needed the Dolphins to score a field goal for them to hit the over. And I think <laughs> that would have made the difference when they didn't score the field goal. Um Anyway, yeah, I don't mind the over here. I think the Pats can get there themselves. I think uh, the Jets might score something. Um, they got to move the ball somewhat. So, yeah, I'll take the over. I don't feel great about the 22. All right, last early game for us, and we'll hit the five afternoon games. A much better later slate here than what we had in the three-gamer last week. So uh, that'll be a nice uh, little – little the, the, I can't even figure out what I'm trying to say here. Nice little tournaments there on the five-gamer. But let's finish off here the early games. Lions and Eagles, Derek. Lions coming off a home win uh, against the Chargers. Philly, tough loss in Atlanta here. I think the big story, injuries. You know, the Philadelphia receiving core, uh, Jeffrey and Jackson, questionable here, not sounding good. So we saw Ertz get about 1,000 targets in that game. Clearly he'll be in play. But uh, parse through Nelson Aguilar, Mac Hollins, J.J. Ortega, White said. We got to say it right. Or the nerds, as Chop likes to call them. I don't need anybody <laughs> tweeting at me that I said it wrong. So, Arthega, Whiteside, Derek, any any of those guys standing out as options for you this week? Uh, DFS is funny. Uh, I played Showdown. Obviously, I'm sure all of you did uh, on Sunday night, and uh, made my lineup like an hour before the lineups locked. Played Goddard because he was really cheap, and then uh, I logged in right when lineups locked to see his ownership and saw a little questionable mark next to his name. I literally checked Twitter. 30 times to try to get an update on Dallas Goddard. Nobody cared if he was playing or not, but I was, I was invested. Uh, obviously he didn't play. Um, so yeah, definitely keep an eye on the injuries. Um, I think Aguilar is going to be very popular if Jeffrey and or Jackson are unable to suit up. Um, probably not going to take uh, too many chances on Ortega Whiteside um, or Matt Collins, but I think it's a great spot for Zach Ertz. So he's just going to get loaded uh, with targets in this one. Uh, probably not going to play Wentz because he doesn't have a ton of weapons. And then the, the running backs are tough to trust right now. Uh, after two weeks, Sanders has 45% of the snaps, Sproles 32, and Howard 23. Um, Sanders would be my most favorite. But, again, opportunity cost of running back is very high. So uh, not wanting to trust anyone there. Now on the Lions side of the ball, uh, we've seen the Eagles secondary just get torched. Uh, McLaurin in week one, and then last week Ridley and Julio both got loose. 
So I have a bunch of interest in Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. I think Galladay is going to garner a lot more ownership after that big game last week. But uh, Marvin Jones, don't forget about him. He's only 5K. He's got a ton of upside here. And you can also look at TJ Hawkinson. Um, after a quiet week, week two, I think a lot of people will be off of him, but he's still 3,500. Uh, he's a big-time playmaker and uh, should see quite a few targets in a game where they're expected to be trailing. Yeah, I like the Hawkinson call. It, just the recency bias. Everybody was crowning him the, the next Gronk and Kelsey and then back down to earth here because he is a rookie tight end, and that's going to happen. So uh agree, though. I, I think Philadelphia's secondary is where you really want to attack this team, and uh, Stafford's looked pretty good through two weeks. So uh, chop thoughts here, Lions and Eagles. Yeah, uh, for the Lions, I'm, I'm – I'm with I'm with you on the Kenny Galladay Marvin Jones train, but uh, I'm I want Galladay. I, I know the big game and maybe that drives more ownership, but I think he's just so much clearly the number one wide receiver in this offense. I want some Galladay. On the flip side, there, yeah, I can't trust the running games for either one of these teams, but I mean everything is going to come down to Jackson and Jeffrey and the injuries and stuff. So if they uh, if those guys are all out again, yeah, Zach Ertz is going to be one of the top two tight ends on the board. You got to go that route. But Nelson Aguilar, he was already seeing, you know, a ton of snaps anyway, uh, even with Jackson and Jeffrey healthy. And now if those guys are out, he'll be your second leading target hog in this offense behind Ertz, and, you just, and it's a good price tag. In fact, looking at it, is it really 3.6K on DraftKings? 3.6K after uh, 11, 107 and a touchdown. And don't forget, if you watch that game, he, he had a pass go right through his hands there yeah. towards the end of the game that he would have walked into the end zone. So you're looking at uh, nine catches, probably 160 yards and two touchdowns, and everybody's playing him. So uh, price actually went down after that last game. <laughs> Good for them for doing these salaries so damn early to – for degenerates like us to look at it, right, when we lose that showdown slate <laughs> that they get. But it's all – yeah, he's he was already getting snaps. He's going to be a – kill a bunch of targets here in this game if those guys are – or if those guys are uh, scratches. So, Aguilar and Ertz, man, you better get on that train in this guy. I can see this game being a sneaky shootout because Detroit's going to have to pass the ball. They're not going to run that ball on Philadelphia and, and vice versa. Philly's not going to run the ball on Detroit. So, this game has sneaky shootout potential. Yeah, I agree. Total's a little higher than I thought it would be. It's sitting at 47 right now. So, Chop, any thoughts there? And you got Eagles minus seven at home. Uh, you laying any money on either of those? That seven seems pretty good. I'm going to go with that over because it is. it does seem a bit high, and I, I don't mind taking Vegas for what it's worth. And uh, sometimes they throw these out there and they confuse you. They're seeing something a lot of people aren't. I think it could go over. No, Philly's not shutting anybody down with that secondary, and I don't think anybody's shutting Philly down at this point. I think I'm on the Lions with the points here. I, I don't mind the over. Uh, it, again, when a number seems higher than you think it would be, that, that tends to be, oh, go with it. It's it's higher for some reason. So I agree with you there. But I don't mind the Lions with, with seven points here. I think they can keep the game close. Derek, minus seven, 47. Any strong takes? Top made a great point. I always love taking the over when we have two teams that uh, shouldn't be able to run the ball. You know, uh, our, our passing is going to lead to bigger plays on average and it's going to lead to more clock stoppages. So, yeah, I like the over. All right, let's move on to the afternoon. Slate is the word I was trying to come up with earlier while I fumbled <laughs> and struggled and hesitated. So a five-game slate here in the afternoon. First game for us, Carolina and Arizona. Uh, obviously the big story here, Cam Newton. Uh, does not sound like he's going to play 
uh, this week. Didn't look great in that last game. Something's going on. So no clarification yet as of this recording on Tuesday afternoon. But I'm expecting Kyle Allen to be there, Derek. And $4,000 is the price on Kyle Allen. Talked about this earlier uh, on a show. I think he's more than viable at $4,000 against this defense. It's not good. That plays at a fast pace, surrounded by weapons. Samuel, Moore, McCaffrey, Olsen. I think Kyle Allen, very intriguing here. Uh, am I nuts at 4000 place of Kyle Allen? No, you're not nuts at all. Um, this is a week where I do want to pay up at running back. So, obviously, spending down at uh, quarterback and tight end makes a lot of sense. So, at 4K against the fastest-paced team in the NFL, uh, indoors, I, I love the spot for him. Uh, as for Cam Newton, poor guy. I mean, Twitter's just killing him. Um, I saw, you know, one of the things is, oh, uh, Christian McCaffrey, wide open for a five-yard pass. <laughs> and then posted the gif of some NBA player throwing a full-court shot way over the backboard. <laughs> then they post him a picture of him with his rookie season and then a picture of him last week with that outfit on saying something about CTE. And, oh, man, the poor guy. Um, don't know what don't know what's wrong with them um, mentally, well, well, physically. To be fair, when you when you bust out that kind of scarf, you, you bring that on, you bring that on yourself. Come on, I, 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 don't, I don't know I don't know what's wrong with them, but um, yeah, Kyle Allen. If he's if he's uh, the quarterback, you definitely want him. If Cam's the quarterback, I don't think you can go there, um, but I do think you can still play the pass catchers if Newton is active. Uh, Moore and Samuel both saw a ton of targets. We know they're going to run more plays since it is against Arizona. Uh, Samuel had 234 air yards in week two. That's the most of any player so far in any game this season. Uh, Greg Olson's only 3,700 coming off of that big game. So I like some of the pass catchers here. And then obviously Christian McCaffrey is a guy that we want to play uh, regardless of who's behind center for Carolina. He's going to get a lot of dump offs, going to get a lot of work, great bounce back spot. And uh, they're playing on like 10 days rest. So I think uh, they've had some extra time to get ready for this matchup. We know uh, Arizona still missing a couple pieces in their secondary. So really like the spot for the Panthers. And then uh, hard not to like the spot for the Cardinals as well. Uh, Kyler Murray's looked good. He's thrown for over 300 yards in uh, both games, including one on the road against Baltimore. Uh, we know he's going to air it out, and we've yet to see rushing upside from him. Uh, still only 5,800 on DraftKings. I think his price is only going to go up from here. So uh, going to be one of my favorite quarterback options. Not really sure I want to play D uh, David Johnson just because he hasn't been getting a ton of work, but – He's seen the snaps, so maybe this is a breakout spot for him. This is one of the few games where they should actually be, you know, not, you know, trailing uh, with a big deficit. And then uh, I like the Kirk play quite a bit. He's uh, getting a lot of air yards right now. I think he went for over 100 last week against Baltimore, so should be able to get that uh, or more against Carolina. And Fitz is playing well, so if you want to do a triple stack with Murray, Fitz, and Kirk, I don't mind it. Sneaky name for you. Demir Bird is playing a ton of snaps for this team. Seven <laughs> targets in each of the first two games. He's minimum price. Stole my so. thunder, man. I'll, okay, well, I'll go, a different, I'll go a different direction. I got a challenge too late for now. you. Cat's out of the bag. No, no, no. This will be even better. I got a challenge for you. The next time that you do a show with Dean, you got to get him to wear this Cam Newton scarf. Okay. See if you can pull it off. Fair enough. So there you go. That's the challenge. That is a good challenge. Well, the challenge is getting that guy to do a show with me. He done booted me off, man. He won't let me back on the schedule. <laughs> We're going to make that happen with the scarf. So we'll True see story. what we can do. Uh, <sighs> chop thoughts here, Panthers and Cardinals. I was going to say Demir Bird for 3K, man, getting a, getting a lot of snaps. He didn't. He was not affected by Crabtree being active last week. He's still getting those targets. 
I, th- I would look at Demir Bird as a great cash game play, but I don't play much cash game anymore. So, uh, but Demir Bird looks look good, and I agree with a lot of it. Did Derek actually? Did, did I get the Derek stat that Christian McCaffrey has played 100% of the snaps this year for Carolina? I, I did not say that. So. Oh, you saved it for me. You <laughs> saved it. Christian McCaffrey has played 100% of the snaps this year for Carolina. That's a pretty good number. That's the kind of stuff you want right there. So, yeah, he's going to be a force week in and week out. Uh, I have, I have, do, I do one season long league with my friends that we've done since 1998, I believe. And I had the second pick and I, I, I reached for Kamara instead of McCaffrey and I'm kicking myself in the ass for that one, man. So, uh, that's what that's all about. But I agree with everything Derek said. I think this is a good game. I don't mind, uh, the DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, somebody's going to have a good game on the flip side. Kirk's been good. You guys talking about Kyle Allen, I'm really torn on that one because he played really briefly last year before he got hurt when he was starting for like – I think Cam went out. I don't know if he was the first man up or the second man up, but he, he got a start, and he looked good for like a quarter, and then he got hurt, and he went out. So it looked good, and he's cheap. But, man, I remember Kyle Allen in college, and he was putrid. So I'm really torn on that one. I don't know if I could go that route. Like, we had to bench him at the University of Houston there in his last year. 4K, though. I know, man. That's why I say I'm torn. I love a good cheap price tag. I don't know, man. So, I, yeah, I, you know, I'm sure tournaments, I'll take a shot at him for sure. But otherwise, I'm in agreement with Derek on this one. Give me some Kirk, some DJ Moore, run them back on the same tournament team. And he didn't give you the stat of McCaffrey, but he did give you all the air yards for Samuel. You got to like that, Chuck. We know I how you bring those I like them air yards. I bring them from Chuck. Uh, let me see where – oh, I got an air yards for you here in a minute. We're not to that guy yet, though. Let's You're keep, bringing let's an air going. yards to the table? <laughs> I actually heard one here the other day. So. All right. Nice. <laughs> all right, let's look at the spread. Carolina minus one and a half here. I think that will change uh, if Cam is out. I think you'd see the line probably flip uh, to Arizona minus one and a half. So – I would jump on it now. I think the Cardinals win this one at home. Uh, so I'll gladly take the points now. Total's 45 and a half. Chop, any thoughts on either of those? Uh, it's hard for me to pick one of these two teams because uh, I think, yeah, I think they're pretty even. I think the spread's fine. So I'm going to go with the over because of the high pace. And I don't think Carolina's defense is not nearly as good as it's been in years past. I'll, I'll take the over in this game. Kyle Allen, four touchdown passes here. So that over is going to be easy, baby. Derek, thoughts here? <laughs> Minus one and a half or the total? Uh, yeah, give me the Cardinals money line, regardless of who plays the quarterback for Carolina. And give me the over if Cam is their quarterback. There you go. Next game, another replacement quarterback. Eli Manning has finally been benched. Probably the last we're going to see of Eli Manning. Daniel Jones taking over for the New York Giants, going to Tampa here. Uh, Chop, let's go to you. Daniel Jones, 5K on DraftKings, but only 6000 on FanDuel. So another guy that the, the price really stands out as a cheap option. You dare go with Daniel Jones at a 6K price point on FanDuel. This is another one that's it's going gonna, it's gonna to tear me up trying to make this decision as the week goes on because it's a good cheap price tag. I just don't – you know, the guy had a good preseason. I've seen – a guy like Dak Prescott have a great preseason and everybody's on that train and he goes in and he absolutely, you know, crushes, man. And he's really good. But then we've seen the flip side of that too, where the guy crushes preseason. 
finally gets some playing time or actually never even gets playing time because he just sucks, period, and they just did it in preseason. I don't, I don't know about Daniel Jones. This is going to be a tough one. He certainly has a decent enough matchup here. I'm probably less likely to play Jones and more likely to upgrade Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, and if Sterling Shepard is healthy, then Sterling Shepard. Rather than play Jones, I, I would rather play one of those guys and think that they get a bigger boost because – I just don't know if I trust Jones all the way. But he's certainly got to be better, better than Eli, right? I mean, that was just – that was rough so watching hard. this. That was rough. By the way, is Eli – is Eli a no, Hall of Famer? No, don't even stop. Come on, no, man. No. Uh, he's got a 500 record in his career. 116 and 116 for wins and losses. No. I don't know, man. We're putting a lot of weight on some Super Bowls, ain't we? Yeah, you won two Super Bowls. Great. Uh, no, not a Hall of Famer. Not even <laughs> close. Come on, get out of here with I, I, that. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in your boat too, man. If you know, it's so, it's so how it's, f- it's so funny how some of the guys, analysts, really want to hold Super Bowls in such high regard as if that's really a, a a valid thing. You know, it's just, it's not, man. You know, the guy could very easily be zero and two in those two Super Bowls. Tyree caught one off of his face mask, and <laughs> I don't know. I'm with you though. So. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think, is in a great spot here. This is this has got to be like Winston's looked terrible for two games, but this has got to be the game where he just completely busts out. I know they won last week, but it wasn't because of Winston. I mean, he was very, very – it was probably below average. So this has got to be the game where he gets it together. I like Winston. I, I love Mike Evans in this game where everybody thinks Chris Godwin is the number one, and maybe he is. This is the week I'm going Mike Evans. So give me some uh, Winston to Evans in this one. We have seen the flip. The Godwin now more expensive on both yes. sites. So 76 to 71 on FanDuel and on DraftKings 69 to 66. So I agree with you. The other one is what are we doing with OJ Howard? I mean, the, the guy was hyped as a top six tight end, <laughs> top four Ooh. by a lot of people. I mean, we've got the dude's playing fullback. I, I don't know what's going on with him. No targets last week, five in that first game. He's only 3,800 on DraftKings. Derek, a lot in this game. Daniel Jones, I want you to hit on how how high is Saquon in, in the ranks this week. But uh, this Tampa Bay team, is it Godwin? Is it Evans? And what the hell do we do with O.J. Howard? Yeah, I agree with Chubb. Let's take a wait-and-see approach with Daniel Jones, but he certainly can't be worse than Eli. So we've got to give the Giants offense a small boost as a whole. Love Saquon. You know, he's going to be involved regardless of the score, regardless of, you know, how well Daniel Jones plays. So he's another guy that I want to pay for at running back. Don't really know who Jones's favorite targets are going to be, so I'll probably pass on Shepard and Ingram, and you know maybe if Shepard's out, you could look to Benny Fowler. He's already got 15 targets this season, but it was with Eli under center, so it's kind of tough to uh, predict that moving forward. I uh, love the Bucks though. Uh, Winston, 5,400, great price point. Giants have given up 60, 640 uh, yards through the air in two weeks. Uh, you can pair him up with uh, Chris Godwin. You mentioned, you know, he's higher priced than Evans. He's going to be higher owned as well, but uh, he's looked like a beast. Uh, and he's time you get a slot role player in a Bruce Arians offense, uh, you got to take advantage of it. So I do like Godwin again, but love the pivot to Mike Evans in tournaments. Uh, provides a lot of leverage in that same offense. He's still getting the looks. Uh, he's still getting the air yards and all that good stuff. So uh, I do like Evans in tournaments. And I won't be playing O.J. Howard. Um, it just tight ends at Bruce Arians' offense just haven't been great, and he's unable to break that mold so far. So uh, no O.J. Howard for me, and if you really need the value running back, I don't hate Peyton Barber. Uh, 65% of the snaps in week two, their home favorites, great matchup, only 4,600. All right, minus seven here for Tampa Bay, 48 the total, Derek. You like either of those? 
I think Jones is going to give the Giants enough to keep this game close, so uh, I'll take the, the points on the road. Shot, I had a seven, 48-point total. I think Jones is going to give enough of a boost to make this game go over, so I'll take the over. All right, and I will take the Giants. I think they're hanging this game. I think Jones is an upgrade. I love that FanDuel price, so perfectly fine playing him and loading up. But I think we get a close, tight battle here. Do love the Tampa Bay bounce back, though, and I love the Evans call. Nobody wants to play him. Everybody wants Godwin. O.J. Howard, I'm going to wait and see. I'm more of a frustrated season-long dynasty owner here with O.J. Howard. I don't think you need to go there in daily fantasy this week. All right, next game for us, three games to go here. On the DFS OGs podcast right here on Roto-Grinders Houston and the Chargers. Uh, Houston got it done, survived barely. The Chargers tough loss uh, in Detroit. So two teams uh, coming off of tight games here. Uh, Eckler's been the story here, uh, Chop. It's been phenomenal. Do we just go back to the well, keep playing him? Uh, Price on Eckler up to 7,200 on DraftKings. Has he reached the price ceiling? He's in that Dalvin Cook area, or you still have some interest at that price? Um, I, I still have a lot of interest in him. I'm, I'm certainly – I'm treating him as if, uh, you know, if this was Melvin Gordon in there, uh, you know, without much competition, we'd be treating Gordon as a tier one running back for this offense. So, I think we got to treat Eckler like that because he's, he's the number one guy here. And I know Justin Jackson gets a little bit of work, but Eckler's still the guy, especially pass catching. So, uh I'm treating him as a tier one. I think it's a good price tag for him. Houston is not a good defense in particular. It's a pretty good total here. 48 is a pretty nice total. I think Eckler's fine. Uh, Keenan Allen is getting a lot of action in, in this offense uh, Hunter, with Hunter Henry out. And Mike Williams was banged up. Mike Williams looked good last week, but he was questionable. So I don't know how that – but Keenan Allen's a stud. It's the Houston side I'm a little bit worried about because the Chargers defense is pretty good. So I don't know. Hopkins is going to draw a tough matchup, and just the passing game in general is going to draw a tough matchup. And so I don't know how to treat that one. And then Duke Johnson isn't the uh, isn't the bell cow back here, it doesn't look like. It doesn't look like they're just going to turn the keys to the, the car over to Duke. And I think he's got to really fight through some Carlos Hyde carries there. So I'm not sure I want to play the backfield either, but – I think you could always pair Deshaun Watson with either Nuke or Fuller and be fine with it. And on the flip side, you know, Rivers to Allen or, or Eckler as your running back is perfectly fine. It's just a good real-life game. I don't know if it's a, as good a fantasy game for me. Yeah, that's that's the bottom line for me. This will be a fun game to watch, but but fantasy-wise, uh, I don't know that I want to go crazy on this one. And why not trade a third-round pick for Duke Johnson and then give 20 carries uh, to Carlos Hyde? It, it makes sense. So – uh, tough split there in the backfield. Derek, main thing I want to know here, Austin Eckler, uh, overpriced, underpriced, a guy you want to target this week or not? I think he is appropriately priced. Uh, I wouldn't call him a must play like he kind of was the first two weeks, but, uh, you know, we got Cook right there, and then you have the three workhorses at the very top and Barkley, Zeke, and McCaffrey. So I don't, I wouldn't call him a must play. Uh, the fact that he did, you know, fumble on the one-yard line does worry me a little bit. You know, maybe that role goes to Jackson, but from what we've seen so far, it's been a 75-25 split. And you mentioned his uh, his role catching the ball out of the backfield. So I still think he's very firmly in play here. Uh, pretty good matchup against Houston as well. And then uh, Keenan Allen leads all receivers in air yards this season. We think of him as a guy Whoa. that just gets a lot of uh, short, you know, short routes. But uh, <laughs> Rivers doesn't have anyone else to throw the ball to. So 
I think Allen's firmly in play at 7K. Uh, he's already got 25 targets, 220 receiving yards so far this season. I really like the Chargers defense as well. Uh, we know they can get pressure on the quarterback, and Texans are dead last in adjusted sack rate through the first two weeks. We know Deshaun Watson likes to hold on to the ball, try to make more plays. So really like the spot for uh, the Chargers defense. For the Texans, yeah, you guys mentioned the running backs. You know, Hyde's going to get the carries, and Duke Johnson, he's uh, fighting for carries, and he's fighting for targets uh, now that QT's back as well. Um, you know, he gets a lot of those short uh, dump-offs as well. So for me, uh, Hopkins is fine in tournaments. I'll always have a little bit of him, but I really like Will Fuller. 243 air yards through the first two weeks. Uh, Hayward's probably going to be following Hopkins around, so uh, I like the deep threat with Will Fuller. All right, I really like the Keenan Allen call. One of my favorite receivers this week. He's right in that, that Godwin area. I think people are going to want to play Antonio Brown. Uh, but 7K is his lowest price we've seen all season on DraftKings. So I uh, love that call. Let's look at a spread. Minus three and a half for the Chargers. 48 the total here, Derek. You like either of those? Ooh, this one's tough. Uh, I feel like they're both pretty efficient. So I don't have a strong take on the line or the total. Yeah, I would lean more towards the under. Uh, I don't know that we get a shootout here. I could see it in the you know the mid 40s. Uh, this one also seems a little bit higher than I thought it would be, but uh, no strong lean for me on on either one either. Chop, uh, any strong leans for you here on the spread or the total? It's not strong, but uh, I don't I don't think it's more than a field goal game. So I'll take the Houston Texans here. All right, two games left. Let's move on. New Orleans going to Seattle. We saw New Orleans struggle. Obviously, Drew Brees is going to be out six to eight weeks. So, Teddy Bridgewater slash Taysom Hill uh, in a quarterback. I, I think you will see some Taysom Hill packages uh, in Seattle. Big road win going into Pittsburgh and getting things done. Uh, Carson, a couple fumbles. We got to keep an eye on that, but the passing game looked good. Uh, Russell Wilson with three touchdowns. Lockett, ton of targets. Uh, Metcalf looked good as well. So, uh, Chop, thoughts here. Saints on the road with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Kamara burned us last week. He's in that that elite tier of running backs price-wise. I think ownership he'll be by far the lowest. Do we go back to the well here? Are you worried about this offense with no Drew Brees? Oh, I'm, I'm extremely worried about this offense. Uh, I, I don't even – Man, I don't even know how much I can trust these guys now. I mean, Michael Thomas, how, how can Michael Thomas be better than he was with Drew Brees? I don't think that's possible. So we're, we're, getting, we're getting all these guys priced as if Drew Brees is the quarterback when it's Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I'm, very leery, I'm very leery of this offense, man. They could really come out and lay a, an egg. I just don't think Bridgewater is all that particularly good. That's why he's been a backup for a few years now. I didn't even think he was that good when he was the starter in Minnesota out there before he got hurt. So. I don't know. I think, they'll, I think they're all downgraded. It, it's tough for me to trust these guys, but, I mean, if you twist my arm, I guess we could, we could go Kamara and hope that uh, it's just a bunch of check down city for him and he gets loose. Uh, but Seattle is interesting because I think they're at home. At home, they're more likely to have a pretty decent offensive game here. And uh, I'm kind of leaning towards. I told you I had a little air yard stat for you. I kind of like. I know. I know he's. I know Derek knows this one. He knows Drum I'm about roll, to. Please. He knows I'm about to bust out the old DK Metcalf. <laughs> yep. DK Metcalf has over half this team's total air yards. The total air yard percentage. Like he's got like 53 percent of this team's. So Tyler Lockett's running these short routes, and Metcalf is going deep. And Metcalf, he's getting targets. He's getting them deep. It's only a matter of time before he connects. I don't think he has, like, this great, consistent rookie year. But I think he's going to have two or three games in here where he's a slate winner. 
So I, I don't know, man. I think he's going to get loose eventually. I'll, I'll take a shot on him this week. I didn't want to believe him uh, coming out of college. You know, everybody was all riding him and stuff like, oh, this guy's so huge. Look at that. He's so fast. You know? <laughs> I didn't want like, – I don't buy in all that because he really wasn't all that productive in college. But uh, he's starting to make some plays, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. So I'll take a shot on old DK Metcalf this weekend. Uh, you know, the other guys are always fine. Lockett's fine. Chris Carson's fine. But I kind of like a little – the price tag on Metcalf. Yeah, it is a nice price. And he, he's do, what he did in college, that's how they're using him. You, you go down the field, we're going to throw it up to you. You're going you're gonna to out-muscle out everybody. So uh, love that call, 4,700 on Metcalf. Derek, your thoughts, Camara mainly on the Saints side. Uh, any, any interest in Bridgewater? Uh, Taysom Hill, I, I think, will be in. It's hard to play him, though, uh, in DFS. And then Seattle, is it passing game? Do, do we trust Carson, or do you think Penny's eating into some of that workload after the fumbles? Well, Chop, uh, I know you won the Millie Maker uh, last week, but uh, I've never been more proud of you than uh, busting out that air yard stat. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, Metcalf, uh, he's going to be a guy I like as well. $1,500 discount over Lockett. And you got to think Lattimore is going to spend more time on um, Lockett than he is on Metcalf. At least that's what I would think. I would love to target the running game here, but Carson lost two fumbles last week against Pittsburgh. He's already lost three on the season. We know Pete Carroll loves ball security, so uh, that worries me. I think Penny and ProSize are going to be more involved. So for me, just Metcalf on the Seahawks. And then, yeah, the cash game side of me uh, says to fade everything from the Saints. And then the tournament side of me says maybe it's a good week to load up on Alvin Kamara. Uh, everyone wants to pay up a running back, but as we mentioned, there's a lot of elite running backs that are going to get ownership, and nobody's going to be playing him after he let everyone down against. Uh, the Rams. So I'll have some shares of Kamara. Uh, and that's pretty much it for the Saints. Yeah, Kamara will be one I, I debate all the way till Sunday. You know, one minute I, I look at the ownership potential. So I want to grab it. The other time it's it's hard to make the case for him over uh, McCaffrey in a good bounce back spot, uh, Cook, Eckler, even Elliott. So uh, we'll see that one I'm going to debate. But intrigued in tournaments uh, nonetheless. Let's take a look at the spread here. It was a little bit lower than I thought it would be. Seattle minus four and a half. 44 and a half the total. Derek, you like either of those? Uh, I don't. I don't like the Seahawks team very much, but uh, playing at home against Bridgewater just looked terrible last week. So I'll take the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm more on Seattle, minus four and a half. I thought that would be about six. I still think that may get bet up uh, closer to a touchdown as we get closer to game time. So I'll take Seattle here. Uh, Chop, you like either the, the spread or the total here? Seattle's gotten real lucky so far this year. They started off with Andy Dalton. Then then they get uh, their next quarterback they face gets injured, and now Drew Brees is injured. So they've been pretty fortunate right here. So uh, I think it's going to be a sloppy game for New Orleans. But then I don't think Seattle's great on offense right now. So I'm going to take the under here. All right, speaking of one of those quarterbacks, Mason Rudolph uh, was the guy Seattle faced last week in our last game here. He takes the Steelers out to San Francisco to take on the 2-0 San Francisco 49ers who have looked great, you know, really throttled Tampa Bay. Uh, more of that was on defense, and then we saw the offense really unleash in week two at Cincinnati. So coming back home against Pittsburgh, Derek, uh, the problem is – they have about nine running backs that they're using right now. You know, Breida looks great. Averages over 10 yards a carry. Mostert's ripping off long TD runs. Had one called back. Jeff Wilson Jr. is getting goal line carries for this team. So as much as I want to attack uh, this Pittsburgh defense, is there a running back you prefer here? 
And then we go to the wide receivers. There's no more clarity there either. Goodwin gets a long touchdown. Uh, Debo Samuel, probably my favorite of the group, but uh, didn't play a ton of snaps. Uh, Pettis, who knows? Kittle, I think, is the one consistent here. So what way are we going here with San Francisco? Because there's a lot of moving parts to this offense. And in Pittsburgh, you trust Mason Rudolph. Uh, James Conner, it seems like he's going to be in play. Uh, if anything, James Washington, very familiar with Mason Rudolph. Back to their college days, he's intriguing. So a lot in play here, Steelers and Niners. Yeah, for the Niners, I expect them to put up a lot of points here, but I just don't know which route I want to take in terms of, you know, targeting them in DFS. You mentioned the, the three-way split at running back uh, last week. Moser played 47% of the snaps, Breda 29, Wilson 21. Uh, for what it's worth, Breda didn't get a touch in the fourth quarter since that game was uh, out of hand a little bit. Uh, they just are priced up, so I don't really want to take my chances there. Um, kind of the same thing with the wide receivers. Uh, even Pettis uh, ended up playing around 50% of the snaps last week, so that kind of cuts into the work of the other receivers. For me, I kind of like the Niners' defense. Uh, they've had a really good front seven. Uh, they're facing a rookie quarterback making his first NFL start, and he's on the road. So uh, give me some Niners' defense here. Uh, for the Steelers, probably just going to be a wait-and-see approach. Uh, you mentioned the shower narrative with uh, Rudolph and Washington. If you want to play that, you can. Um, but I just don't really love a lot for Pittsburgh. All right, Chop, wrap us up here, Steelers and Niners. <laughs> oh, no, Notorious pulling out the saw – his, saw his ding-dong in college, and now they're, <laughs> now they're best buddies, and he's going to throw to him narrative. I like it, man. I like it a lot. <laughs> I mean, which, who was it last week that uh, – dang, somebody last week. Was it the Rams golf? Oh, Cooks was playing. Cooks was playing New Orleans again, and that play was clearly supposed to be called a running play. And golf took it upon himself to pull that ball, or not even, not even fake the run. Just threw a quick one to Cooks just to get him that touchdown against the Saints. Total narrative. I'm buying into it, so I'm buying into the shower. That's that's an extra bond right there, man. You walk around <laughs> in that shower in college before you become millionaires yeah you're definitely throwing the ball to james washington there man so that's about the only play i can come up with for pittsburgh because i'm not going to play uh juju with this quarterback mason rudolph is terrible in 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 uh at the pro level so far so i don't want to do that connor's banged up i can't yeah i think james james washington might be the only guy i could play over there and for uh the niners i love the defensive call i think that's a, a solid solid play this week George Kittle, it's, I think it's time for him to wake up. I know he had those uh, touchdowns called back in week one, but even then, week two, he came back and did – like, that was a lot of points they put up last week, and he got none of it. So, it's George Kittle time right now, if you ask me. Uh, I'm going to be all, a lot on George Kittle, especially at that price tag. He took a little price bump there. or price, uh, price went down a little bit. So, like me some Kittle. Hate that the running backs are like a five-headed monster. I'll pass on those guys, so – I think I'm looking at me some Kittle, some Frisco defense, and some James Washington shower narrative. There you go. And that'll wrap us up. We'll end on that narrative there. So week three in the books here for the DFS OGs podcast. Guys, any final thoughts here? Uh, any must plays, favorite value play, whatever you want to wrap us up with here. Uh, Chop, what do you got? Yeah, I don't uh, I don't have much of a favorite play yet. It's early in the week. Everything's going to depend on some, how these injuries shake out. So let's see how that shakes out. But, you know, I, last week I heard a lot of people saying how tough it was and how much they lost and stuff. I mean, you have to you have to ride through those. You have to read those are weeks that are going to happen. So we'll get back to where 
you know, you know, your picks start to hit, click a little bit some weeks, and, and maybe this is one of those weeks. So don't get too depressed that you had a really rough second week because everybody that I've talked to just about except for Notorious, he's the only one who won last week. <laughs> everybody else lost, so don't, don't get too down on yourself, man. Yeah, it happens. It's a week-to-week game. So, like I said, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you move back. One thing to keep in mind, the popular build this week is going to be cheap quarterback, cheap, cheap pass catchers, and really loading up on the stud running back. So uh, I like that build in cash early on in tournaments. Uh, don't be afraid to get some, some Mahomes, some Lamar Jackson, and, you know, go a little bit cheaper at running back and just be different uh, than the crowd in tournaments. So I would certainly have some exposure to those running backs, not, you know, not fading them completely, but uh, always looking to build differently uh, than what the general public is doing. So, Derek, wrap us up here, buddy. Final thoughts for week three. Yeah, well, I was going to say load up on those expensive running backs. So uh, That's <laughs> maybe, fine. Maybe, maybe that's what everyone else is going to do as well. Uh, but I'll end with a bowl call. I'll say Will Fuller, uh, over 150 yards and two touchdowns. Bam. I like it. All the Marriards are going to pay off here. There you are. All right, that'll do it, guys. Appreciate you guys for listening, for tuning in. We appreciate it. You can hit us up on Twitter with any questions that you may have. Uh, and we'll all be on different shows and articles and things. Uh, with our expanded thoughts throughout the week here. But again, thank you for listening here for Notorious, for Head Chopper. I am Beer St. Salu. Best of luck here in week three, guys. And we'll see you right back here for week four on the DFS OGs podcast here on Roto Grinders. See ya.